Uh, this is Ben Fuller from China Davis. We're on the Northwest Convergence Zone, and uh, these guys are a bunch of bastards. Hi, this is Ben Union, and you're listening to the Northwest Convergence Zone. Little do you know, we're all naked. Coming to you from the heart of the Pacific Northwest, with mouths as big as the Columbia River, egos as tall as Mount Rainier, smooth as the drive from Vancouver, B.C. to Portland, Oregon, it's the Northwest Convergence Zone. everybody welcome back to another edition of the northwest conversion zone show big show this week we have three stellar guests lined up for you and uh, we're going to get to that in a moment but uh, first let's go around and introduce everybody i'm big d and it's always a pleasure to be here i appreciate all of you who listen and those of you who have clicked like or it used to be fan now it's like on facebook we're growing in numbers every day, and I, I get emails from people all over the country who are tuning in and digging us. And I know it's nice out there. Spring's finally here. We had a great week in the Northwest this week for all of you who are local here. And uh, I know you don't want to be tied down to a computer, so there's other ways to get us. Go to iTunes, download us to your iPod. You can also burn it on a disc, take it with you in the car or whatnot. But however you're getting us, we appreciate it. We appreciate the feedback. And uh, Double D, how's it going, bud? Doing great. I am enjoying this weather. I just really want some more sun. I think I could move to Sunnysville somewhere. <laughs> Does that place exist? I don't know. Sunnysville? I have no idea. But if, it, if it's like the name, but I'd if it's love there, to be you're going to be there, yeah, right? I'd be there. So what have you been doing this week? I've been building way too many fences. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm trying man. to close myself off. You look from a little this whole tan, world. brother. Yeah, that's just dirt. All right. Well, Big Joe can't be here today. Uh, he is on vacation, and uh, the last two weeks he had the back problem. He had to phone in, but uh, everybody, he's on the, he's back. He's good. He just needed a little R and R, and so he went out. But let's say uh, hello and thanks to Wonder Boy and Squeeze. We want to thank you guys for all the great work you do. And uh, Wonder Boy, he's an internet sensation. That kid. Yeah. Also today, our guest host, and I'm really proud to introduce him to you. He's a good friend of mine and, and our show, uh, Glenn from the Northwest Music Scene. We've known Glenn for quite a while. I think we met when 8 Days Clean came in, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, Glenn, how you doing, buddy? I am doing well. Thanks for having me in here. It's, uh, it's our pleasure, man. Thanks for coming in. Now, Northwest Music Scene is basically has become a Facebook phenomenon. You guys are probably going to hit 10,000 within the next, I don't know, six hours or yeah, whatever. Yeah, by the time the show is yeah, over. by the time this is up, man, you guys are going to be there. And it really didn't start that long ago. What Was it like a couple of months ago? Yeah, about, yeah, uh, let's see, April 2nd. Yeah, <laughs> right after April Fool's. It Absolutely. was no joke, right? It was no joke. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the Northwest music scene. What prompted that? It's a brilliant move. It's a great movement, and you're spearheading it. We love it. We're glad to be a part of it. Yeah, well, the idea was uh, pretty simple. Um, Wanted to figure out a way to, to bring all the bands a little closer together and uh, help them connect with, uh, with more fans. And I basically tried to think about what really worked for the bands in the 90s. And mm -hmm. one of those was that um, the, the bands, uh, you, you know, what did they have in common other than like a drug problem? Um, <laughs> and a good sound. And, and yeah, um, <laughs> really one of the big things they had in common was that they all had the same fan base. And so I've noticed here lately that uh, you know, a lot of bands are very competitive with each, with each other, and they want to keep their fans to themselves. And um, there, there were a select few that want to start uh, 
uh, collaborating, and uh, that's really how the idea came about. And as it, as we started to do that, um, people started noticing their numbers going up, and it it turned sort of viral, and it started growing on its own. In fact, I think sometimes it's become self-aware, and it was <laughs> out adding people on its own without me. I think hey, so. so. On, on uh, back in the '90s, what bands? that people might not know that we're collaborating together uh basically all the all the ones in in susan silver uh in her stable you know the the allison chain Soundgarden, um all, all of those all those bands the the big what we'll call the magnificent seven and i'm yeah. not going to and they would all. do shows together uh-huh. they would cross base their their fan base mm-hmm. and everybody i mean they had obviously people had their favorites sure but they really encouraged, hey, go check those guys they out. They did. Check those guys out. Uh, yeah. Let's do a show together. Yes. And then, you know, what happened happened. Certain bands went in certain directions and others got left behind. And um, But you're right. There, that was something that really uh, was prominent in the 90s. And it was a lot of word of mouth. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, it was like it spread like a virus, kind of like your site's doing. Well, we appreciate your site, and but I got an issue I got to bring up here with oh, you. Here we go. <laughs> uh, Glenn's been a friend of ours for a long time and a big supporter of our show. I can't thank you enough. <laughs> uh, I noticed on your page, there was a, if you look on the left-hand column, there's an icon of our show. And it used to be big and said on top, a great show. Listen to these guys or something like that. I've noticed, though, over the past few weeks, it's gotten a little smaller. It's about the size of a poster stamp now, and it's third from the bottom. What's going on there? Well, what's going on is I, you know, I've been going out to check the mail. And, and, uh, <laughs> no and checks? The che- no checks, dude. I mean, I don't know how else to tell you. Double D? You better get on that. Yeah, I need a fence, actually. <laughs> fence, yeah. yeah. Go build a fence for the man. No, I'm just, I'm just playing, man. I know you are. Glenn has been really, really good to us. Really nice. He's brought in some uh, great guests. He was behind bringing the painkillers here, and uh, one of our guests we're going to get to later. And he brought in eight days clean and Mr. Dudley Taft. Dudley Taft was in here. Yeah, no, Glenn's been great to us. So we really appreciate. It. I don't care if we disappear from your page. Just the fact that we're friends, <laughs> I'm good with that. But hey, let's talk a little bit about what we did this week. Did you go any shows this weekend? I did. Last night I went to the Jet Bar in Mill Creek to watch uh, Rainstone in the new um, uh, the new version of Clover Jane. Clover Jane, yeah. yeah he's fronting Clover Jane now and uh, uh, like Rain says, man, um, he's going to rock your face off <laughs> and he does with that band. Uh, that's another guy you brought to us, Rainstone. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah, I've gotten to be friends with some uh, uh, really talented people uh, in, in the Northwest music scene and uh, uh, following Clover Jane last night was um, uh, a band called Jar of Flies, which is a um, Alice in Chains tribute band, not a cover band. <laughs> also Rain's also Rainstone, and uh, they they do a spot-on rendition of Alice in Chains. I mean, if you just shut your eyes, you'd think it's they're there. Yeah, and it's really uh, they don't try to look like them or anything like that. They they. Um, they don't, and they don't put their spin on it. They're right. there to sound just like the band. Yeah, that's what he and said. Now, I have not caught it yet. I look forward to getting out there. Yeah, it is great. Um, I, I'd like to shout out a couple other bands that absolutely you know, knock um, yourself out. Yeah, I've, I've got a, a few people that um, have gotten really involved with this Northwest music scene thing, and I know I'll probably piss some people off because I'll forget them. But that's what we're here uh, for. You know, I mean, I have some bands uh, like uh, Eight Days Clean, uh, Jaded Mary, yeah. um, Your Divine Tragedy, Brian Marshall Band, China Davis, Deborah Page. Brent Frazier, um, 
God, who am I forgetting? There's just so many of them. Rain Sweet Stone, Kiss Mama. Sweet Kiss Mama. Um, just there's, we're building up a really nice uh, little community here. Yep. And uh, we've been having these contests every Friday. And Five um, for Friday. Yeah, the top, the Friday's top five at five. And um, KGRG, the, the college radio station in Auburn, got yeah, behind Green River this. Community College. Yeah. And uh, they got behind it, and so they, they do this uh, segment every Friday where they play our top five bands. I don't know what made me want to do this, because it's crazy. You know, get like 800 votes. And <laughs> yeah, you got to count them I all. I have to count them all. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm basically doing it to help the bands out, and uh, KGRG's got behind it. KZME in Portland, when, yeah. once they hit the airwaves, they're going to be it's carrying it. It's an internet it. station right now, right? It is, yeah. Um, Seattle Nothing Music Insider is, um, is doing stories on the top band. The West Seattle Fun Blog doing mm -hmm. top uh, stories on the band. Uh, another interesting name that's gotten on board is a guy named um, Michael Raisin Mason. A lot of people remember uh, Raisin from the uh, Funky Monkey uh, mm -hmm. days, K KFNK, and uh, Raisin was uh, basically the... Um, uh, built the monkey into what it is today. Raisin and Kennedy did, and um, anyhow, Raisin is uh, um, in Portland. He has a very popular podcast down there, yeah. and um, so Raisin's gotten involved, and he's going to start doing the top three bands uh, of our contest. He's going to be doing podcasts there. So we're b slowly building the whole media thing. Who's up. The, what's the studio guy that you guys that was giving away like a? Oh, recording. that was the Tank Studios. The Tank Black Studios. Diamond. Don't um, forget those. Guys. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then we've got um, we've got a, a local. A filmmaker and a video guy that um, oh here real quick we're going to announce uh, in the next few weeks one of the bands that wins will get a um, full on uh, video production of their band and so right it, it's a little early to announce exactly who totally. it is and stuff yeah, yeah. but uh, it, it'll it will be fun and it'll be good for the band well and it's good for the northwest it's good for the bands it's good for the fans and I appreciate you spearheading that up you're a genius my man you you, are, you got a smart noodle right there yeah well I'm just following your lead, bro. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I want to tell you what we did. Uh, well, what I did on Tuesday, I got invited down to the Legend of Bigfoot Secret Lair. And, uh, you know, we have the big birthday party, uh, big birthday anniversary show bash coming up on the 5th. And by but, the way, thank you for adding me to the flyer. Absolutely, man. You, you've done a lot for us. Legend of Bigfoot, great band, invited me down to uh, watch a practice, went down and saw him do a couple of tunes. I'm telling you, man, those guys bl will blow your mind they are amazing they sound stellar and they're stoked about doing the show in fact i think this week i did touch base with every single band that's on it let's go down that there's the midnight salvage company big wheel stunt show legend of bigfoot and beat seed all of them excited about doing the show it's going to be a great time it's at the stone gate eight o'clock sharp and i'm telling you get there early you want some of jeff's pizza i just had a burger there last night it's great and uh it's a cool venue get there early stay out of place because it's going to be rocking a lot of people are already talking about being there that's the fifth and we're asking everybody who's listening uh, we didn't really we're not making a big deal out of it but if you're listening to the podcast and you plan on coming and you feel so inclined bring some canned food or something we're going to be donating it to the TAC food bank which is a local food bank here in Tacoma and uh, we'd like to you know have a nice little showing and hand off some stuff this is a free event folks absolutely free 
21 and up, up in the music venue. Down below, we're going to be broadcasting it on the big screens, and it's going to be piped throughout the entire thing. So you can bring your family, hang out down there, have some pizza, watch it on the big screen, and then uh, mom and dad come up and join us. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also, I want to tell you that I went to the Sweet Kiss Mama show on Friday night. It was Sweet Kiss Mama, Big Wheel Stunt Show. Those guys always bring it. It's down here at the Frontier, the new Frontier. That was a great time. Way to go, boys. Way to bring it. Get out there. Support your local scene. All right, let's get to our first guest because uh, we got a packed show here. And uh, we were really privileged to have in the studio with us Ben Union. Here's what they had to say. All right, our first guest in the studio today is, uh, well, it's a very special guest because it's a special day for him, and it's very nice of him to stop in today. Ben Union is in the studio today, and it's also his birthday. So, happy birthday, Ben. Welcome to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Big, big 2-4 today. That's my, uh, that's my age. Turned 24. Big 24. Uh, why you would come in here on your birthday, I have no clue. <laughs> but we appreciate it, and it's very nice of you to do. Now, you are on the, uh, on the heels of a West Coast tour that you guys just did, and if anybody's curious, you can go onto YouTube and uh, type in Ben U Union West Coast tour and there's like a four part uh, video documentary of your tour. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that. Where did you start? What were the places you saw? What was your take on the whole experience? Mm, what was my take? <laughs> it was it was a big learning curve. I think what, what did we do? We started in Portland. Had some people come down from Tacoma to Portland for support. Yeah. That was probably the best show of the tour. The Portland show? Portland. Portland. Was that the played. party bus? Uh, that was not the party bus. Um, party bus was actually the wrap-up in Seattle at the high dive. We oh, did the okay. Party bus there you go. That was killer. Mm. <laughs> um, we had a couple kegs on that. People, people got crazy, but it was fun. A lot so that of fun. Was, that was the end of the tour. That was the end of the tour. Well, let's go back no, to I'm the I'm getting beginning. ahead of myself. Yeah. We got Portland. I, we hit Portland, Salem, San Francisco, Sacramento. Hit um, Long Beach, Venice Beach. Couple shows in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, you guys sound like you're on Route 56. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 66. were, yeah, yeah. We were um, in Las Vegas for a night. Um, we were. Did in, you guys play in Vegas? We played. Yeah, we played in Vegas. Where'd you play in Vegas? We played this place called Boomer's Bar. It was a long, a long. Felt like a long ways away from the Strip, but um, it was actually right there. You could see the whole city and everything. It's pretty <laughs> cool. It's pretty cool. We're not, we're not that big to play the Strip yet, but. I don't know, man. I've been on the Strip, and there's some bands playing there that should not be there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, now, how I, do you I set the? Assume. How do you set this, a tour like this up? Um, do you call ahead and? Or do you just roll into town and say, hey, we're here, we'd like to play a gig, is there a place open? Who, who's who's setting this stuff up for you? Well, for the most part, I, my booker is Gabriel Mira, and um, he does a great job locally. For the most part, I book the out-of-town stuff, mm -hmm. um, if it's anywhere beyond Seattle. Um, so that's what I did. There's a... There's a great resource out there for independent artists. It's called IndieOnTheMove.com. Um, and basically it's a huge database of clubs and and venues and bars and restaurants and what have you that host live music all around the United States. It basically has a map there and you click on the map and you see a list that, uh, of... of um, of all sorts of places and clubs to play, but before I found Indie on the Move, <laughs> I was on Google and I was searching constantly, nonstop. It's 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 really, I, I must have sent out about 700 emails for 
or tour just to book know, 11 shows. Really? No. Uh, so did you guys have any of the classic uh, breakdowns? Or the, I know this we is did. One, there was one part in the video where you guys are working, I think, on the generator refrigerator or something. Yeah, yeah. Jared, Jared and Josh were working on the generator for some reason because I bought this... Um, Winnebago Warrior back in January uh, to take on tour and it, it, it did pretty good. It didn't fully live up to its name Warrior, but it did all right. <laughs> it was um, a road warrior. It was a road warrior. We had a little trouble with um, the alternator a couple times. Uh -huh. It doesn't have. I guess alternators. I'm not a mechanic. My brother's a mechanic. If if my brother my brother Jared plays drums for me, and if he wouldn't have been there on tour, we kind of would have been dead in the water. <laughs> it's always but, nice to have a mechanic. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> But um, he uh, he said something about an alternator belt. A lot of cars have like self tighteners for the alternator belts, but mine's so old that it doesn't. <laughs> so we we actually re the alternator died. It was an old alternator, and we replaced it in Sacramento. Then it was fine. The battery was working and everything. And then we headed to um, Scottsdale. And start going out again, so we we're kind of going through the desert there in Arizona, thinking, "Oh my God, are we gonna, we're gonna make it? We're gonna be stuck here? The generator doesn't work, no AC. This is great." But um, we we got to Scottsdale, found out all it was was we needed to tighten the belt again. So other than that, it was pretty good. The Warrior did pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, our guest today is uh, Ben Union. He has a CD out called "The Light," and listen to let's listen to a track off of it titled "The Light." You see, I like hot picks and I like my hot chick, especially when she's talking with me in the club. And I don't ever want to go to where I'm not part of the show. You're just taking me places others only treat. All right, our, our guest artist today is Ben Union. That song was titled The Light off of the CD, The Light. Now, Ben, uh, do you consider yourself a, a, a South Sound artist or a Northwest artist? I know you're located in, in Gig Harbor, correct? No, I'm not in anymore. In you're Tacoma. in Tacoma I've now. I've been in Tacoma for a while. You now, moved up. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or down. Yeah, I've, sure. been, I've been around the Northwest for the last 12 years, so between uh, Gig Harbor, Seattle, and Bremerton, mm -hmm. now Tacoma. I've, I've kind of planted myself in Tacoma. And you've traveled quite a bit, right? You've been all over the world. Uh, I mean, for being 24, you've touched a lot of continents and a lot of places. Tell us about that. Growing yeah. uh, or spending some time in Australia, traveling around to different countries. Yeah, yeah I was born in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, so, like I said earlier, I'm a gun-toting Confederate. Um, I do have guns, but I'm not saying I'm, and he's I'm not a, a Confederate. And he's wearing a Confederate flag. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got my KKK hood on over here. No, I'm kidding. But um, Darius, Darius is black. He's he's good. He's good with that. He'll know. Shout out to Darius if you ever hear this boy. <laughs> anyway, so um, we uh, got freaking. Um, 
Kansas City, Houston, Texas, uh, the L.A. area, now um, the Seattle area, Tacoma. Um, but I've been around. I lived in Australia for a stretch. Um, I have a sister that lives in South Africa, so we've been there. Um, got to spend some time in Lond London and um, the greater London area. Um, Ireland, driven across the, the whole southern part of the country. That was incredible. Ireland's always calling my name. I'd love to go back. But <laughs> Germany, Holland, um, yeah, I've been around. Been around. Mexico, spent a, spent a bit of time way south Mexico. Not like white people, um, American Not the Mexico. border Mexico. Yeah, like, <laughs> like way down south. Um, well, yeah. And I noticed that in your music you have, uh, it seems to be a bit, I mean, it's very uh, infectious grooves. It's uh, it's really catchy. It's it's pop. It's rock. But it seems like there's a bit of world beat going on in that. Uh, do you feel like some of these places influenced you a little bit in yeah, your music? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have a I have a big um, I have a big reggae influence. My favorite band ever is the Police. Um, uh, one uh, one of one of the songs on the album is um, Light of the World, but it kind of sounds like rock. Everybody's like, that's Roxanne. Yeah, the uh, yeah. yeah, the opening guitar sounds like from. Sounds like Roxanne. I guess that was the goal, but... Yeah, reggae <laughs> influence. I mean, you, you pick up things from everywhere. You, you, glean, you glean from everybody... Everybody from Sting and the Police to, I mean, I, I grew up in high school listening to John Mayer and forming kind of the way I play off John Mayer. Um, you, you got Wolf Mother. You got a band. I mean, Civil Twilight from South Africa. There's all sorts of all sorts of things you you, you can glean from and, and kind of the influence your songwriting and everything. But yeah. Hey, Ben, uh, this is Glenn with the Northwest uh, Music Scene. I um, just want to go a little deeper into this, um, uh, your world travels. You know, what were the shows like in South Africa? Yeah, as far as, as, far as doing shows, I've never, I've never actually done shows um, in other countries. Um, other than in Australia, we did a few. But uh, Ben Union, really, I only started doing Ben Union about a year and a half ago. Um, or it's actually, it's, getting, it's coming up on two years. It'll be two years in August we've been doing Ben Union. But um, I've, I've never done, sh I've just traveled and over the years, I, I, I never actually performed till about two years ago. So just growing up, I had the privilege of traveling around and and, and seeing other people play and, and, and gleaning from people from other parts of the world as I travel, but never done many shows overseas or anything like that. We, we've actually, we'd love to do a, a kind of a stretch in, uh, in the UK in the fall. That's kind of what we're shooting for. I don't know if it'll it'll happen, but I'm 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 really considering that. Go to ukindiebands.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that. All right, our guest today, Ben Union. Let's listen to another track off of his CD, The Light. This is titled "Kiss the Girl," which is a great video, by the way. Yeah, this is a video, music video. BenUnion.com. The girl, man, you gotta show her what you have. You gotta show her what you mean by what you do. You got to hold her hand. I don't ever treat her bad. Just give her love every day. It's not the things you say. It's always what you do. You got to learn to follow through. 
The title of that song is Kiss the Girl from the CD The Light Ben Union, of course, in studio with us on his birthday, which we appreciate so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Ben, I was curious. I noticed that your dad was a, is a was is a pastor was yeah, a pastor yeah still is a minister and yeah. is that was that influential in the whole moving around thing uh, yeah it was it was mostly for his work as far as where we lived and everything mm-hmm. um, as far as his travels went he always went and and did a lot of ministerial type things around the around the world really so did you draw any uh, influence like were you singing in the church choir yeah were you yeah playing lots in the of, church lots band of, and yeah lots of that um, heading up kind of. Music teams following in the in the in the path of Kings of Leon, I guess you would say, because mm-hmm. they're all PKs, and and that's a, that's another big influence, Kings of Leon. I'm going to see them at the Gorge in July. Nice, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think um, that that was always. I mean, choirs, and that's where I learned music was in church, and um, I'm sure. I mean, that's the case for so many artists. I hear um, Roman Holiday. Yeah, I'm oh, yeah, good we, buddies with Rojo, and and we've played. We've actually played. We just played the high dive with them. Rain Stones, a pastor's son. Uh, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. A lot, you wouldn't believe all the people we have come in here who yeah. are from uh, church backgrounds, Man, or church wild. families. You, usually, usually PKs are pretty screwed up too. So <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. It usually goes hand in hand. Um, <laughs> you're, you're a PK. Uh, you you need counseling. Um, <laughs> hand in hand for the most part. Yeah. So, anyways, you know, earlier today I was looking around on your on your website, BenUnion.com, and uh, which is a great website. Yeah, it's awesome. Everybody, yeah, check it out. Somebody works really hard on that for That's, sure. That's uh, my manager. I, I noticed there was a quote um, from uh, one of your fans. Uh, I'll read it exactly the way it is on the site. It says, "I like your music, Ben. It is really magical. Just remember to always stay true to yourself. This is it. If you want to come and hang at Never Never Land, Land Ranch, you're welcome to. Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> and when was that posted? Last week? I, I, I've never April read that in my life. Michael Jackson. That's Reaching cool. out from the dead. Hey, must, hey, come on. You must really like my music. I think so. You have a fan. Yeah. All right. Well, also in the studio with uh, Ben is David. Now, David, you've done, you said you did some uh, vocal tracks on the CD with Ben? Yeah. On, uh, David. On Kiss the Girl and Frank, I went in and did a couple of background vocal tracks. There was four of us, so it wasn't just me, so I can't take all the glory. But uh, That's okay. He did some shouting. He did did some Frank la-la-la. Some la-la-la's. I did some clapping and stuff. So we just just went (laughs) in and had a good time. (laughs) Great. Now, now, did you travel around with them on the tour? Did you go down with them? Um, I was one of the ones that went on the Portland show. Uh Drove down there in the Warrior. So what's it like behind the scenes working with Ben? It's a lot of fun. I think one thing with this guy is there's never a dull moment. Everything's a joke. Everything's, I don't know, he's he's having the time of his life. This is something he's always loved doing. So it's a lot of fun to be around him and just see his dream get realized. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been cool for me, too, because I was actually his roommate for a couple years. So I kind of heard him start in his room, you know, at night. I'd hear the door close. I'd hear him kind of messing around with some of these songs on his acoustic and kind of writing them. And then, and then, and then you'd, you'd see me come out naked in rubber boots. <laughs> naked in rubber boots. <laughs> oh, yeah. experience that. That's a whole different story. He doubled as the naked cowboy in New York. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You guys that's should right. uh, have him show, show you his pigeon at some point. So that's, that's a good – but you brought up something good. <laughs> what is your dream, Ben? What, what, what do you see for – or what are your hopes and dreams for your uh, musical career aspirations? 
this band? I I want to be rich and famous. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I want to be rich. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I, I want to live my passion. My passion is music. And um, I want to ultimately make a decent living doing it. Great. There's right. no there's no money in local music, but uh, that's what I'm hearing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's listen to another track off of his CD, Ben Union, The Light. This is called "Take Me Higher." That's Take Me Higher by Ben Union, CD The Light. Now, where can uh, people pick up the CD? Where can we get this? Um, you can get it. Um, go to BenUnion.com. Um, as far as physical orders, we're just is it on contacting CD us. And or it's, on, it's on, well, there's a band camp. Band, oh, yeah, okay. B-A-N-D camp. C-A-M-P, bandcamp.com. But you can follow the link. It's easier just to follow the link from my website. It's right on the homepage. Yeah, and we'll have a, we'll have a uh, link to Ben's webpage on our homepage. Just click his name or his picture off of our homepage, and that'll take you straight there. So, uh, Ben, I just want to ask you real quick before we wrap this up. Again, I appreciate you coming in, and happy birthday to your brother. Yeah, thanks. And we're looking forward to coming out and see you do your thing here soon. I'm just curious, uh, you've been playing around uh, the South Sound, the Seattle area, and all this for a couple of years. What's a favorite venue of yours? Oh, man. Kind of a home venue is Jazz Bones. Mm -hmm. um, played Jazz Bones on Six a lot. Sean um, is a great guy over there. He books over there. Um, but, I mean, the high dive is killer in Seattle. I love the high dive. We played the Ash Street Saloon in Portland. There's so many good venues. I don't know if I have a favorite. Mm -hmm. But jazz, I guess Jazz Bones would be my home. But uh, the high dive is the high really fun. fun shows up in Seattle at the high dive. It's in Fremont. Great. Good. good. Uh, and one last mm -hmm. question before I let you go. i got to ask you this. Because uh, I like the infectious grooves that you have, uh, the, the, the reggae feel, sort of the world feel. Mm -hmm. um, and it's wrapped up into the, the pop rock music and it's got very catchy lyrics it's all it's great stuff i'm curious what satisfies you when you're pinning your music when you're writing down your lyrics and then you're working on uh, the rhythm and all the different pieces to it when it's done what satisfies you the most is it the groove is it the lyrics i mean what's what's going through your head when you're like this is that's it ah, it's the groove no doubt like on that last one take me higher is totally the 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 two note riff going on there it's like a cake sort of thing uh, the cake's another big influence no. but yeah i mean it's the groove i don't i don't usually come to a song with the lyrics i come to a song with a groove and a beat mm -hmm. in my head and then the lyrics kind of 
come. So, yeah, Great. groove, man. All right. Well, our guest today, Ben Union. I want to thank him so much for coming in and also David coming in with him. Yeah. And uh, we wish uh, nothing but uh, success and, and great stuff for you guys. We're looking forward to coming out. Any shows coming up real quick that people uh, can catch you with? We have the Hub on uh, Saturday, the Hub in Tacoma. Saturday, that would be the... <laughs> Tacoma Avenue South. This 22nd? 22nd. Yeah, yeah. 22nd. Great. This, this Saturday. All right, everybody, 22nd. Go out to the Hub. Check out Ben Union. Mm-hmm. All right, we want to thank Ben Union and uh, for joining us on the show. It was great to have him in. What did you think of those guys? Glenn? Oh, wow. <laughs> the Ben is a funny, funny guy. He's a lot of fun, isn't yeah, he? he's great, yeah. And I, it's his birthday? I know. I couldn't believe he did the whole show naked. It was <laughs> unbelievable, dude. It was a little uncomfortable. It was. Yeah, it wasn't I've... comfortable for me. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. that's because you had to hold his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to have some sort of job. But, uh, no, thanks to Ben Union. Everybody get out and check him out. He's got a great, funky sort of uh, reggae vibe to a lot of his music. And it, it's just fun to, to, you know, hang out and groove, too. So another great band, another great local band. And you know these guys probably better than I do. Um, but I have been, uh, you know, caught them a few times. And they were out at the Carol Parsons thing, and I've seen them at some of their uh, music-giving-back events. And uh, Ben Fuller stepped, uh, stepped up to the plate, came in, and the name of the band, of course, is uh, China Davis. And they stopped in. Here's what they had to say. All right, everybody. Our next guest today is a good friend of ours, Ben Fuller from the band China Davis. And have met Ben a few times and been at some shows, watched their band. I'm a big fan. They're uh, mainstay right here in Tacoma. And the thing I really like about Ben Fuller and his band China Davis is they have a big heart. They're also highly involved with music giving back. Ben, welcome to the program. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Well, it's good to have you in the studio. And you guys had a gig last night. How'd that go? Went pretty good. Where were you playing last night? Doyle's. Down in uh, down St. Helens. Right here in Tacoma. Right in Tacoma. And good crowd. Yeah. Brought the, uh, I, I heard good reports. Brought the house down always. Uh, China Davis. Couldn't get any more in there. <laughs> That's always <laughs> a good thing. That's always a good thing. Now, the name of your CD is called Shadow Dancing. How long has this been out? Ah, uh, jeez. Three years probably now. Yeah. You guys working on any new material? Oh, yeah. We got... We got a double album. You got a, yeah. <laughs> At least. <laughs> China Davis, Volume 1 and 2. <laughs> we should do it live from the Northwest Convergence Zone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we could hook something like that up. All right, now, you are, uh, you you live in Seattle, but I noticed you guys play a lot down in here in Tacoma. Do you consider yourself uh, a South Sound band? Do you guys play a lot in Seattle, or is it just this is where you found a groove? Uh, I was I was raised down here, so pretty much a South Sound. <laughs> you were raised here. In it's Tacoma? still uh, you know you can live up in Seattle and still not get any shows up there. So it's yeah. Do you find it a challenge to get shows up there? Yeah, somewhat. Really, I, mean, I think it's it's a little different up there. I think there's a lot of different places, and they don't really give you a whole lot of time on stage. So you better make a lot of it. And when you know when you're in your mid thirties, it's hard to get your mid-30s guys out for something when they're having a lot of 20-year-old bands play, 21-year-old bands play, you know, they'll get everyone out from their school, you know, so it's, you know, it's a little bit challenging that way, but we're, we're trying to find some more gigs where we can play like we did last night, where basically we just play all night, and we have somebody like Heidi Vladka last night who does a great job mm-hmm. to kind of just keep things going, and then we just get to jam, and that's kind of our thing. So, so you grew up in? The, did you grow up here in Tacoma? Uh, actually, out in Gig Harbor. 
Uh, Did you go to Big Harbor High School and all that Peninsula stuff? Peninsula High School. Peninsula High. And, uh, I'm sorry. Proud grad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> so now tell us about the, uh, the, the, the coming together of China Davis as a band. Did you start it? Up in Seattle, and then came down to Tacoma to uh, showcase it. Or did you start it here before you moved? We started it like as, as early as we could get into a club. To so it was when when I was about 21, I think, was when we started. Mm -hmm. You know, we're sneaking my brother in, but <laughs> you know, the, uh, we he's been playing playing music since middle school. And I saw some of the kind of crappy guys that he was playing with. I was like, oh, I could probably do better than that. So we decided to write some songs and and uh, started, God, 90, I'm going to say like mid-90s sometime. Mm -hmm. And we had some other friends play with us then. That was China Davis back in the old days. And then, then a few years ago, we did Fear Train Caravan, which we just needed a new name because we were kind of <clears throat> hitting a... Uh, Hitting a stopping point there where no one was showing up to the shows for a while because <laughs> everything was just so so scattered. We had different guys all the time, and, <laughs> and uh, decided to take it really serious then. And and uh, that's what that disc is. It's actually Fear Train Caravan, but it's named China Davis now. And uh, that's why it came up on your computer. <laughs> yeah, we were confused for a moment. We were <laughs> but uh, you know, people started pegging us for too political. Uh, for like there's a song Patriot Actor on there that you know kind of pissed off a few right wingers you know <laughs> so you sort of divide so. your uh, divide well, your fan base a little I didn't think that that was the best light to be uh, put into because uh, you know we're not necessarily anti right wing you know per se I guess you know we probably think a little bit more on the left but um, it's kind of bad to to like you know piss you know you could piss off people but you don't need to piss off everybody right you know, so well it's a great album the title of the album is shadow dancing the band is china davis let's listen to a track off of that this is a great track called the lark song is the lark our guest ben fuller from china davis album is shadow dancing now ben uh 
I got to say, the first the first time I saw you, I believe it was at one of the benefit shows at the Swiss, and <laughs> I thought I pissed you off because I you have a real you have a real U2 type sound there going. And there used to be a band here, and they might still be around, but they were like a U2 cover band. <laughs> and I walked up to you, I said, "Didn't you guys used to be a U2 cover oh, band?" And I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of shot me that look, like, "How dare you?" <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about too. It's a, I know it's a Bendixson Bend Brothers, I think. U277 or something yeah, like that, yeah. I, yeah, I, I've never even seen those guys. No, I, I haven't I've either. I've seen him play as a folk artist before, the drummer. Right. Um, yeah, no, but you do. I mean, I know, and I've seen articles and uh, interviews with you, people who've done reviews where they, they do kind of, uh, they give a little nod to the U2 sound. What do you think about that? I don't mind it, you know. I think we have our own thing going on. Uh, you know, definitely, like, when we were younger, that was a big influence for Ted and me. I mean, he basically learned how to play guitar by watching Rattle and Hum. So, <laughs> I mean, literally, he, you know, he's a sight player and mm -hmm. a feeling player, and uh, he has no idea the chords he's playing half the time, and, and so... But there's something it's, cool about that, that's though. That's really, I mean, that's a, remarkable. I mean, I've had to learn how to actually figure out what he's playing sometimes so I know what what to play. So I think we're probably a little more chunky on the guitar side mm -hmm. because I end up playing a lot different than they do. But um, I don't mind it so much. We, It's, you know, they're a big band and it's good. Yeah, it's not, you know, yeah, they're right, they write good songs. And, and I, with... I guess what I always learned from them is they loved so many different kinds of music that that it made me appreciate other music more, I think, um, which a lot of bands probably don't do that so much for because they, they kind of go through different spells where they're, play, you know, fooling around with blues or whatever in the late 80s and mm -hmm. early, you know, you look at the earlier stuff and it's a totally different band, you know, so I don't know, it's... I, 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 you know, I don't mind it so much. Hey, Ben, uh, this is Glenn again. Um, I've seen you, what, like about five times, I think. Um, and uh, I, I had a question. What, what's like your most memorable show? You know, like uh, broken equipment, garments on stage. Yeah, because you guys, uh, if you guys been around for that long, you must have had some some pretty good experiences on stage yeah. or maybe some not so, some, like some spinal tap moments. <laughs> Natural disasters. It's <laughs> always spinal tap moments. I actually like the probably the show that we did together the the lake would benefit you know i wish i had it on film yeah that was i think a great we show. really we really were just all inspired at that point oh at the carol know. parsons no no no, no, no not the, uh, the the uh the lakewood police benefit oh yeah that uh, one i just thought that it just felt like everything kind of came together when we actually got up there you know and so just a ton of emotion you know my dad was a cop and you know, and God, I think my dad was crying, <laughs> which is weird. I think your dad won all the prizes, didn't he? He won, like, all the prizes, too. But it wasn't rigged, was it? No, no, it wasn't. But that that was really great because there, there's so many, so many people supporting it, too. And it's just whenever you have people that are out there listening to it and listening to you play and they're trying to get some meaning out of what you're doing, it just makes all the, you know, makes everything great. And I think... Uh, Probably the other the other thing was me and me and my brother and uh, and Joe Rosati we played uh, the three day walk last year, mm -hmm. um, which was probably equally 
you know, kind of crazy thing, you know, we didn't really know what to expect, and we drive up to Everett, you know, and we come around the corner, and we see this whole sea of uh, of pink tents, you know, <laughs> wow. and it's like, we got to play in front of 2,000 people by just sending some emails, you know. That's awesome. And uh, they're all people who raised 2300 bucks a piece to, just to do a three-day walk, which I don't want to do a fucking three-day walk, you know, <laughs> but the... Uh, you know, three days and raising the money to do that. They're all re- all there to actually hear some meaning in something that you're doing. And that's all, you know, basically what inspires us with music is that we want to have something that means something. We don't, we don't really care about style or anything. We probably grade real low on the style points, you know, but like no, as, far as, so. as far as like sitting down and really... <clears throat> wanting the songs to mean something what's really what we're about and and to do events like that it's just it just means a world well let's boost the style points right now let's go into another <laughs> track off of the shadow dancing china davis the band this is shadow dancing the song name of the song shadow dancing that's the title track of the album shadow dancing china davis hey ben um just curious <clears throat> you were talking about uh the benefit event and then going out for the three-day walk and that's one thing i really appreciate about you and in getting to know you you've been really involved with this uh movement called giving music giving back and i've been to a couple of the events that you guys have put on at the swiss and down at hell's kitchen and so forth uh you guys had some guitars that were being signed and you're giving them away and uh, you guys bring a lot of acts into town you're very active with the whole uh giving back movement you want to tell us a little bit about music giving back as as an organization or as a collaboration or whatever what's your goal what's uh what are you guys trying to accomplish with this uh you know take on the world yeah <laughs> pretty much it we want you know like, that's not lofty at all no well i i kind of look at it as a, like a um you know a group thing not just us you know it's like every you know hopefully every band wants to be a part of something big and we're kind of we're not looking at it as this is china davis you know actually my friend dan lilly who uh who 
basically co-founded it with me. We always were very competitive when we were younger, um, you know, and with writing songs and trying to get the bigger show or whatever, you know. And he uh, he was in a lot of different bands too that were. I was kind of jealous of, you know, in a way, even though they weren't my style, you know. Uh, but what was great was on the Lakewood Benefit thing, he just he went and talked to the owner of Aaron's into giving away this huge TV, you know. And I was like, holy shit, you know, I've been missing the boat the whole time. This guy is the most motivated guy I know. Mm -hmm. And he wants to do this. And the next day, we just started talking about it. And we're like, God, we could just, you know... And we just weed out all the bands that don't want to do something for the community and find the bands that want to do something because that's where that's basically where you're going to get people interested and motivated if they're motivated then you can get something big going on that's not just one band you know it's not just a music festival for no reason you know um and eventually you know we want it to be you know obviously we want it to be something that's kind of universal that you can do in russia you can do wherever you know mm -hmm. And I, I think that's how we see it. We, obviously, we got to start out small, but um, the feedback initially has been pretty, pretty good. And are the clubs receptive to this idea? For the most part, you know, mm -hmm. I think as they as they get, I mean, we're we're starting to get really consistent, which is great because then we can go, hey, this is what we get every single time, you know, out to these gigs, and uh, I mean. We had one out in Puyallup that we were expecting one of the bands to really push the show, and they didn't. And we still brought 150 people out, and none of the rest of the bands were from Puyallup, and none of those people came from Puyallup. So I think that what we have is something pretty, you know, pretty special. And uh, as long as we have the right people that want to push it, you know, we can go into any hometown of these bands, and if they want to really be a part of something in their community, we could, you know, there's, it's, uh, you know, limitless, really, you know, it can keep on well, going. Well, I think so. it's terrific. I was there at the Swiss when you guys basically filled up, a, a, like, almost a U-Haul truck full of food uh, for, I think it was the Fish Food Bank, is that correct? Mm -hmm. And... Um, all the stuff you guys have going, I, I think I applaud it. I think it's great, and we want to be a part of it. Let's quickly go into another song off of the album Shadow Dancing, or CD, as they call them these days. <laughs> this is Indian John, China Davis. The album. <laughs>
right, that is Indian John, China Davis off the album Shadow Dancing. Hi, Ben. Glenn, one more time here. Hey, uh, hey Glenn, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the other day on Facebook, uh, I noticed this uh, bumper shoot um, snub letter, and it got quite the response. I was wondering if you could uh, <laughs> elaborate a little bit more on this. Do you want to do that? <laughs> no, I just, I'm sure he will. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know, I just thought it was kind of funny because you, you know, as a band, you try to put in for different festivals, you know, and I've put in for South by Southwest, you know, I've put in for Bummer Shoot like every year and then you never get it, you know, and, and I've, on the flip side, I've put in for, you know, Folk Life, which is another nonprofit, just like Bummer Shoot, you know, with the one reel thing and it, they don't charge anything to, to apply. Bumbershoot charges, I don't know, 15 bucks, $20 to apply, you know, and then you basically all you're applying for is this letter that comes back with not even your band name on it. You know, at least they could have said, hey, you know, China Davis. And they keep the ben 15. Fuller. And they kept, keep the money, you know, wow. and it's... And it's not just them. I mean, there's everybody's doing sonic bids nowadays, you know, and it's like... It, it, yeah, I could just could thing, imagine, you know, I mean, 20, you know, how many bands The thing about bump, Bumper Shoot that's frustrating, and I haven't been in years, and it's for this very reason, because we have so much good talent in the Northwest that they have completely ignored for years now. Mm -hmm. And they bring in, and they bring in good headline names, but the low, you know, the second tier level of bands they bring in that they bring in from around the country or whatever, our bands could easily stand up and, and against them and beat them. And it's like they ignore. It's supposedly the Seattle bumper shoot we're presenting all these bands, but they're from all over the country. And it's like you yeah. haven't even heard of half of them. Yeah. And you guys, you know. Your band, China Davis, and a lot of these bands around here have big followings that could guarantee bringing in people, and it would become, once again, a, a Seattle Northwest event, and I think they've lost touch with a lot of us here. Yeah, and I think also the frustrating thing was, uh, I think it was Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, they Everybody. all the bands got the <laughs> sort of... The, the, At the same time? Yeah, the same day. <laughs> Thanks I for your 15. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought it'd be funny to like kind of put it up there, because you know it's the same letter that they send out to everyone, and so I kind of wanted to it's kind of a tester just see what people thought you know and you get any feedback from the bumper shoot people no well shit they didn't even know that i exist before so what <laughs> they care now you know <laughs> all <laughs> the, right the best response for sure was from paul Ewell from uh Deborah oh my Page. God, yeah. it was the best by far to, what did he, he say he, he got in this year but he he had to suck like 60 dicks to get in there <laughs> <laughs> he was a busy man <laughs> yeah, just, no Deborah page is good i like those guys all right well listen uh we got to wrap this up but ben fuller from china davis been our guest today and i hope you'll come back uh, know you're a busy man with all your projects i got to tell you folks put china davis on the must-see list it's a very it's a fun show it's a great show they're very talented and ben is a great vocalist and they are fun to see fun to watch good sound great songs and they're all around the south sound in fact do you have anything coming up uh actually you know this uh this sunday at the swiss they're having a big uh 
uh, benefit for Gail Bertani, who died last year, who was uh, one of the owners of the Swiss. Mm -hmm. They're having a thing for her scholarship fund, for culinary scholarship fund. And uh, we're playing that with along with a lot of other people. Deborah's play, playing that thing, too. So Great. Okay, um, so uh, Sunday at the Swiss, uh, start time is what? Three. Three in the afternoon, and, the, and it goes late. I love when you stack them up like that and line those bands up at the Swiss. It's always a good time. we're on seven. You're on at seven. <laughs> Come see China Davis. All right, Ben, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it, too, man. All right, man. Ben Fuller's got a big heart, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, Ben. Ben, I've gotten to know Ben fairly well in the last four or five months. We started on the Lakewood Fallen Officers Benefit, and it was really funny. We got put together by a guy named Justin McDonald, actually, who's inter who introduced us. He's the He plays in Jet City Fix and some other projects. And anyhow, uh, me and Ben pretty much had this, this idea at the same time, and uh, we ended up collaborating on it. It turned out to be just a remarkable night of music and uh, got to see how dedicated Ben is um, to helping people um, and and that has led uh, into the music giving back thing and then um, just watching that thing um, watching that thing grow and help a lot of people and it's just been, a great band great oh, yeah, vocals the, well, oh yeah I forgot to, to mention China Davis yeah I mean, by I the way China, China Davis, Davis kicks yeah, ass that's yeah. all I'm saying right, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah we forget about that sometimes you know and, um, they, are, they are one of the best it's a great bands CD they have a great sound they're fun to watch i'm telling you get out there put them on the must-see list all right uh, it's time to go into some birthdays now with birthdays of the living here's a northwest convergence zone's own prince of the pinata big d all right no this is not the beginning to csi i thought that's what we we're going to be watching now <laughs> no birthdays of the living today well on the 19th my man pete townsend the legendary who his birthday. We want to thank uh, him for all of his creative work. I was, I was actually at the Tacoma Dome show the night he cut his hand, threw his guitar down, stormed off stage, and uh, it was quite a quite a spectacle. That was great. Also, this week uh, on the 18th, Rick Wakeman, famous guy from the Yes Band. Look at him shaking his head. He has no idea who Wakeman is. <laughs> also no with idea. Wakeman, Bru Bruford, and Howe. That was a good. Uh, that was a good band. Also this week, want to say. Big props, birthday, George Strait, boy from Texas, one of my favorites. Birthdays of the dead. Now, with birthdays from beyond, here's the Northwest Convergence Zone's answer to Art Bell, Big Joe. Actually, it's not Big Joe this week. It's my man, Glenn. This is Glenn with the Northwest Music Scene giving you the birthdays of the dead. Yeah. Uh, the first one we have is uh, Henry Fonda. Yeah. That would have been May 17th. Um, Obviously, he was a huge, huge icon in the um, in the, world in the Hollywood w world. Um, yep. We also had uh, one of my favorite actors of all time, Dennis Hopper. Five uh, five seventeen would, would have been his birthday. Dennis had Hopper. He's still been here. Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Easy Rider. I yes. mean, whatever. Fill in the blanks. He's been <laughs> he in a lot. He's been of them. there. Uh, and then we have the uh, the guy playing on this track That's in the background, right. Steve Curry from bass the band. player. Bass player from T Rex. Yes. And his birthday would would have been 519. Yeah, so if you see those guys walking around, you might want to check your pulse. <laughs> you, you may have be you may have joined them. So, all right, thanks Glenn. I appreciate it. All right. Our next guest and this is a really special uh, uh, gift for us. This is uh, somebody that uh, Glenn brought in. His name is Brent 
Fraser. He is a multi-talented guy, amazing guy, and we had an extended conversation with him. He's a musician, he's an actor, he's a poet, he's a writer, he's just a true renaissance man. We enjoyed getting caught up with him. Here's how that went. All right, everybody, our last guest on the big program today is a very special guest, Brent Fraser, and he's a man of many talents, uh, lots of history, Northwest boy, and we are proud to have him in our studio. The guy is a poet, he's an actor, a songwriter, a singer. Uh, from what I understand from the ladies, he's not bad to look at. <laughs> Brent, welcome into the studio, brother. Welcome to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Thank you, Daryl. I'm really, really proud to be here. Anything to do with the Northwest and music and all of those other things you mentioned is just awesome. Oh, well, it's it's our absolutely our pleasure to have you in. And I want to thank Glenn over here for setting all of that up. That was really cool of him to do. Yeah. And uh, I just want to let's start off with uh, you have quite the history. I, I've been reading up on a lot of your uh, sites, and you have a lot of sites, a lot of blogs blog posts and so forth. Deep roots in the Northwest, and you're very proud of your family's heritage. Yeah. Can you give us a, just a brief wrap-up where you're from? Uh, well, I, uh, I grew up in Bellingham mostly, though I've lived, lived a lot of places. My family uh, is a Scottish-American family that, that eventually they worked the uh, Great Northern Railroad and ended up where the railroad ends in Washington. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, they got into, um, uh, in eastern Washington and, and, and here, they got into timber culture and stuff like that, uh, which is obviously quite popular here. Um, and then pretty much fans out from there. But um, I ended up in Bellingham for most of the childhood because my mom went to Western up there mm. and mm -hmm. uh, got her BA. And then, um, and then we moved around sort of pursuing her educational career. And um, and so uh, ended up in Seattle by um, 80, 84, 84. Um, that was my last year of high school. And, uh, and I unfortunately had a transplant from my, my alma mater, Sea Home, to uh, Woodway, which is now Edmonds Woodway. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then sort of started my career in Seattle. Uh, in terms of performance, doing theater, uh, I used to be a street musician at the Pike Place Market while I was doing that. My first theater gigs were on Bainbridge with uh, with some some people who started there and. Uh, the family stuff, pretty much. I mean, we've all been around the Puget Sound um, since about mm, early 1900s, and in, in Washington since 18. Uh, 60s, basically, 18 late 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 1860s. So, so now is it is it true? I was uh, I was reading some stuff that there was a point in your life as a young boy that uh, Dick Gregory came to <laughs> yeah. Western Washington University, and your mom dragged you backstage, right, to meet. Yeah, him? yeah, I heard it, and I was really profoundly moved. And she said, "Well, do you want to go back and and meet him?" He was he was you know he wasn't he, he was meetable then. I mean, it wasn't like uh, you know it was no big deal. And I went back, and, and uh, I was 12 years old. I probably looked about 10 because I was always real tiny. And I just had tons of stuff to say, you know, uh, about all the stuff. Um, I remember him saying something about uh, he, he, you know, because he was in his activism kind of stuff. And he was real funny and whatever. And he talked 
said this one thing that blew me away, and I just couldn't believe it. And I was so, I thought this, it was everything was rigged. I started to get real parent, you know, suspicious of everything at that point. And uh, it was that Encyclopedia Britannica uh, printed um, in its in its out in its what was its upcoming edition right uh, before we knew uh, the results of the election of Reagan. Um, it was already printed in Encyclopedia Britannica, according to Dick Gregory. Right. Um, and he said, you know, this is why we need to question a lot of things that are going on. And I was just, I was really moved by it. So we go back. Well, so he and I sit down and talk, and he's asking me about school, and, and I want to talk to him about all this stuff. I was a really talkative kid. And so he's like, well, I'm going to have to go, but here's my phone number. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can call me anytime. Holy and um, so I would call. And, uh, you know, for a while, there was this kind of building this phone relationship. And his wife would always answer and go, Dick, it's Brent. And he'd go, who? <laughs> you know that kid from Bellingham? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, Brent, it's that kid from Bellingham again, yeah. <laughs> you know. That's not a bad connection to have, though. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He was really gracious about it, and I, and I think testament to his, uh, you know, his trying to spread the, the, the sort of the vibe of activism mm -hmm. and probably thought, hell, if I could get a bunch of young kids yeah. who think this way and start them now. Because this was before you know? Internet. Yeah. This was before yeah. uh, texting yeah. or any of that yeah. stuff. You had to stay in yeah. touch by phone, kids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was he was really cool, and it definitely, uh, you know, I felt a, a certain sense of validation just that he would get on the phone and talk to me. You know? Well, now what came first in your uh, career post high school? Was it your music or was it your acting? Ah, uh, gosh, I, I would suppose you know that that because. Um, I didn't, I wasn't, I only got involved in acting um, in, in high school, in senior year at Woodway, um, basically, because I was a mark, you know, because I, uh, at that time, you know, if you had a mohawk and you wore makeup and, and that. Oh, well, were you a punk rocker? Well, yeah, I was a new waiver punk nice. rocker. Nice, I love know? that. <laughs> so the safe place to hide out was drama club, you know, there's a bunch of people that look like you. <laughs> so I I'm got in involved in that. And I kind of, you know, always ha had that, uh, that kind of leaning. I just, you know, when I was at Sea Home, uh, before I made my transition out of uh, metal and, 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 you know, Quiet Riot and all that kind of stuff, um, uh, I was a jock. You know, I played football and, and all that kind of stuff. So then you, you become the other guy, um, you know, uh, you know, then all of a sudden you're gay because you listen to New Wave. You know, all your best buds in, you know, they're all butt rocking. All your best buds in football now hate you because yes. now all your, you know, you're all getting your ears pierced and and wearing pink and whatever. And uh, so, so basically, I, you know, I was pretty much a loner until I found the drama club uh, at Woodway and, and and did all that. So, uh, I would, but I'd always been a singer. I've been a singer since I was three, and, well, I, and I was writing poetry and, and writing songs uh, since probably eight, you know, nine years old. Let so, me just run down a list of some of your uh, acting 
gigs that people would probably recognize. Our guest today is Brent Fraser, and uh, he has been in things like Red Shoe Diaries 12. You were in The Outer Limits, uh, Fame LA, you had a reoccurring ro role on that. Uh, I see here that you were in The, the um, Dark Side of Genius, Wild Orchid 2. Now, is it true you beat out Brad Pitt for that? Yeah, it is. It came down to be between uh, uh, him and me for, for the... Uh, for Joshua, uh, the the love interest of the girl uh, named Blue in the movie. The original title of that was Blue Movie Blue, because mm. um, she gets entrapped in this kind of uh, blue movie thing so that this madam of this brothel can ruin her chance at a life and bring <laughs> her back into the brothel and all this stuff. It's actually a really nice movie with uh, Australian actress, award-winning actress Wendy Hughes. Tom Skerritt is in that mm -hmm. also. Yeah, um, Nina Shimosko, who's awesome. But, uh, and, um, uh, I also and, and Wild at Heart, that's... Uh, uh, I don't know if you mentioned that one. Yes, that Wild was, at Heart. Uh -huh. yeah. uh, Wild of Heart. Uh, also, Tracy Ullman show you've been on. Yeah. And awesome show to do. How was that working with Tracy? That <laughs> was awesome. It was uh, called Her First Grown Up was my was my episode. Um, Francesca, if you remember, the, the young girl with the braces, yeah. and she was mm -hmm. 15. She had the two gay dads. Right. And I was, uh, <laughs> I was fixing up their sound system in their house, and she and I find that we are kindred spirits and, and you know as young 15 year old girls can pretty much feel kindred spirit you know right those those really on high disconnected uh, emotions of uh, a 15 year old girl so it was her first screen kiss and um you know and her gay dads find us uh together while she's giving me a back rub dan castellanetta <laughs> and sam uh, i think i think it's oh, murray um nice. those guys are were really cool pros and the gay dads were really funny and they come in you know the two gay dads and ironically are shocked because <laughs> they see you know <laughs> <laughs> and they flip out. It was really funny. But my, my favorite one, and the one I want to ask you uh, the most about, because I've never seen this, but i got to see it. It's the CBS School Break special you did uh. called... The girl with the crazy brother. Yeah. And I was not the crazy brother. <laughs> that was my yeah. question. There was, a, there was a guy named uh, Bill, Will, William Jane who played the crazy brother. He, was a, he, was, uh, he had another professional name as a kid, but he was a kid coming up. And it was the first like real serious role. He went on to be on the show Parker Lewis Can't Lose mm -hmm. with uh, Corin Nemec, which was loosely kind of based around the Ferris Bueller's Day Off kind of idea. Anyway, and Patricia Arquette, directed by Diane Keaton. Which was not small names right there. Which was really cool. Yeah. And I was kind of the the boyfriend who was the cool guy at school, but then turns out to be a jerk, <laughs> you know, because he makes fun of the crazy brother and it's the crazy brother's having losing his mind. And right. They come to they address that issue of of uh, him being he's got real OCD problems and, and paranoid schizophrenia kind of, mm -hmm. and needs to be medicated and treated and whatever. And in the wonderful vein of the after school yeah. specials, yeah, <laughs> there was yeah. always somebody with some yeah. really screwed up moment. And now Brent, you've also been in quite a few bands, and you have a brand new CD out. It's called, uh, titled Albion Moonlight. Tell us a little bit about this song that we're about to hear. Uh, this is the this song called Lord. Um, great players on this. Billy Burke, uh, 
of the Twilight Saga, plays Charlie Swan, Bella's dad. Uh, he's got an album coming out in June, actually. Grew up with him in Bellingham. Uh, made music with him for a long time. Uh, he plays on this. Actually, local drummer Peter Del Judas plays on this, too. He lives right here in Tacoma uh, and, and grew up here in the music scene. So it's a ballad. It's about... Uh, you know, um, an appeal to whatever your idea of your, you know, divine power might be to, to let you kind of screw up for a little while with the assurance that you'll be back to, to, <laughs> to uh, <laughs> do things that make sense uh, later. So it's called Lord. It's on Albion Moonlight and the Sea of Troubles. You can get it on City Baby. You can hear it on Reverb Nation. You can hear it on MySpace and... Uh, a lot of, lot of songs, it's a concept CD, tells a story, and this is a part of it. track is Lord. The CD is Albion Moonlight. Our guest, Brent Fraser. Hi, Brent. This is Glenn. Hey, Glenn. So, hey, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? Uh, I'm well. Um, so anyways, you, we, we touched on a little bit earlier about you being from Bellingham. Yeah. In fact, you grew up on the mean streets of Fairhaven. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I'm just curious because we've had several, uh, several people uh, come out of the Bellingham area, especially mainly the south side, Fairhaven, mm-hmm. um, that have went on to some pretty cool things in their life. And I'm just wondering what you think the secret is. Is there something in the water in Padden Creek or what, what is it? Why, <laughs> why, why does this happen to people from uh, I don't know. You know what I think it is creatively? I think that Bellingham is essentially, a, uh, you know, per- perhaps uh, it's a bit of that creativity is always attached to a hippie vibe. Yeah. And there are a lot De- of, definitely yeah. a lot of hippies. Up there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and... Maybe and some BC bud coming across the border. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I spent so much time on campus at Western being carted around as a, as a child um, and grew up within that culture, you know, and you got... You know, it's kind of a back before we any of us knew what Starbucks was. You had Tony's Coffee, Fairhaven. It was like a, it was that student, creative, active kind of a thing. And a lot of us kids came up in that. And of course, you know, get it lends itself to the creative fields. You know, so you got, uh, you know, Billy Burke came out of there, Ken Stringfellow and John Hour, the Posies, Death Cab for Cutie, those guys, Jim Caviezel, uh, you know. Uh, just you know, tons of tons Jake of Jake Locker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Ferndale. Uh, let's not forget about Teddy Bear Cove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had another name for that. They did. <laughs> Bear Teddy Cove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so 
Yeah, I think it's a lot of that vibe. I think it really promoted that kind of thing, and it was cool. It was okay to be to be artistic and creative. It really fosters that kind of uh, uh, a thing, you know. Now you had a um, a bit of a rough stretch as an individual. <laughs> and, Just uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Some infamous times, and. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I mean, we don't need to delve too deeply into it. But I'm just curious. We we get a lot of bands in here. We get a lot mm-hmm. of people in here who are chasing the ring, mm-hmm. chasing the gold. You're a guy who's been there. Mm-hmm. You've been hanging with some of the biggest names in Hollywood, some of the biggest names in the music business. Uh, kid from Bellingham, you know, you're probably sometimes pinching yourself. What am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Uh, any advice for those guys? Any advice for people who are listening who are tempted to go down you know, that wicked road of, uh, you know, drugs, alcohol, um, self-destruction, basically. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, for me, I I romanticized probably a lot of the influences that I had had something to do with, you know, I mean, some of... If you'd asked me at one point, you know, who were my who who were my models, you know, you had guys, a lot of people that didn't live that long. And and you read stories about him, Jim Morrison. I was really, really into the Doors and Morrison. Um, I loved the tales that Kerouac had to tell. Tell. I loved uh, the material. You know, as a teenager, I loved the material of Tom Waits. So a lot of this is about this kind of romanticizing this this idea. Well, the fact is, you know, if you're determined to live in that fashion, it's going to have consequences. I was able to stretch it out for a long time, but boy, when it hit, when the walls came down, when I burned my life to the ground, um, it was no longer romantic and it was no longer fun. And, and really, what I would guide anyone away from is the biggest mistakes that I made uh, was not not being able to see how much you need to cultivate and care for the relationships that you do have the good fortune. You know, when I was in, you know, recording at AM Records, um, you know, set up by Andy Slater, and and we had Zevon, and we had Don Henley's band, and Peter Yanowitz, the first Wallflowers drummer, and and Don Henley there offering to do backups and all this kind of stuff. And I looked around, and my arrogance, my youthful, you know, like I don't care who I piss off or step on on the way up because I ain't coming back down kind of attitude. Right. I was I was an idiot flat out, mm-hmm. and I didn't appreciate any of what was sitting in front of me. At the time, I mean, Bruce Springsteen was recording down the hall with Bon Jovi and Little Steven, you know, and I'm there and I'm thinking, oh, what a bunch of old dudes, you know. <laughs> now, granted, I was 22, right? And I was and I was real full of myself, mm-hmm. but still, I was beyond, and I had this attitude, a lot of it based on insecurity and fear, you know. It's like the thing that I can say is, get a hold of yourself and who you really are. Um, I don't care what age you are. I don't care if you're 22 or 52, you know. Um, yeah, and and be able to really see the gifts that life's given you, you know, because you'll miss opportunities because people who hear that kind of thing or even sense it go, I don't be around a guy like this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I can make choices about who I work with and I don't want to work with jerks. I don't care how talented he is. Right. You know, and it took a while for people to say that about me. And then you realize I better. Ch- it's not them. It's me. Mm-hmm. I need to change. Right. You know? So. Well, let's go into a ne- another track of yours. Uh, this is called Away From Yesterday, which may be a bit apropos. What can you tell us about this song? Um, this was... Uh, this uh, Andy Slater, when I was working with him, he was at HK Management. He's now, if you 
if you don't know, he's the president of Capitol Records now. But, uh, and uh, and interestingly, he he I hold the one place of distinction in his life. He loaned me money at one point, and I'm the only one who ever paid back money <laughs> <laughs> when I was making amends. I I made that one. Good um, for you just as pre-capital pre records but it was right out he was doing fiona apple and um doing some jake dylan solo stuff and made time for me and i brought him back a thousand bucks that he had loaned me when he was you know when he was handling me um and he said i don't know i you know i know some people in the program whatever it all sort of seemed like bs to me um you've kind of restored my faith but anyway andy had set up uh some sessions with warren uh at, at the beastie boy studio also mm -hmm. so we had the the stuff at a&m with with the big henley players and then we had these other really cool sessions that we did at the bc boy studio this tracks warren adam yalk and mike d and mike d engineered it and um and it's nice he plays piano it's my song called away from yesterday and it's a live jam session basically but it's really cool and uh makes us miss warren that's for sure and this is an absolute world premiere uh, no, no one's ever, no heard, one's ever heard this. Yeah. Warren Zevon on the piano, and we're getting this is coming to us off of a cassette. <laughs> Sometimes 
name of the song is Away From Yesterday. That is amazing, man. A world premiere right here. Warren Zevon on the piano. That's really special for me because I'm a huge Warren Zevon fan. And, Brent, I want to thank you for bringing that in, brother. That, yeah. That's yeah. some special stuff. And my, I got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, I did, too. Uh, this is Glenn again. Yeah, that was awesome, Brent. Um, okay, you know, all the guys in the audience are going to want to know the answer to this one. Yes. But, um, um, how are you able to... Um, how are you able to secure a relationship with <laughs> Alyssa Milano? Yeah, I was, I was waiting for you to ask that, because yeah, otherwise I was, I was bringing I it up. I figured it had to be coming. Uh, it's the one, it, you know, there are questions I get asked about career stuff. Or, or, <laughs> That's or the number one question. and TV stuff or whatever. But that one always seems to resurface uh, from the guys. Uh, let's see. I was... Uh, I had a band called, I called the band Albion Moonlight. There's a story behind the whole Albion Moonlight thing that ties to a, a writer named Kenneth Patch and, and also some stuff from William Blake. But um, anyway, uh, and that led to, uh, you know, some, some years spent in that kind of thing until it turned into this concept CD sometime later. Um, but... Uh, but the, the bass player in that um, was a guy named Damon Martin, and he lived with my buddies, uh, Pete Dobson and Sasha Jensen, and, and Damon became my bass player. Damon was friends with this guy, Johnny Silverman. Um, I don't think Caddyshack 2 was Johnny. Johnny's done tons of stuff. Jonathan Silverman. Jonathan had dated Alyssa, but they were friends. Uh, at this point, it was her birthday party. It was her 19th birthday party <laughs> at her house. <laughs> I was uh, 20, wow. 20, yeah. 25, I think, about at the time. Um, and Johnny said, Hey, you guys, I'm going over to Alyssa's. It's her birthday party. It's her house in the valley. You guys want to come? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? I'm busy watching yeah. TV. Yeah. And Johnny, you know, he's a great supporter, came to a lot of our shows and, and uh, brought up his friends all the time was always trying to connect us with with his scene and and really cool really cool guy that way so we go to the party and there was just this kind of spark you know and uh and not only that the parties you know star studded Tony Danza's there of course because that's like her dad who's the boss uh, who's the yeah bot? yeah Ricky Lake was a good friend of hers she was there and and uh it was a great party really cool and she and I just kind of got to talking it was very charged and whirlwind and I think we were uh a boyfriend and girlfriend by you know midnight <laughs> and uh and we uh we dated for uh it was a few months and then it was kind of trailed out for a little while after that um it was very intense and she was a great girl um probably more of my famous stupidity that anyone who knows me knows i was really scared uh uh she she really really uh, you know, loved me a lot, and uh, it it scared me because I didn't I didn't I really was incapable of knowing how to deal with that at that time, and uh, I mean it's one of those things, you know. Are you, you still in touch with her? Uh, we're friends on Facebook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the great equalizer. Hell yeah. And uh, <laughs> and you know, and she, um, you know, we. It's just, you know, it's, nice. it's one of those things, probably out of a lot of the things that I've done in my life, I really kicked myself for not because, because I handled it poorly. Mm -hmm. And um, whether we were going to go on to, to do anything, if I'd have gotten over my junk, uh, you know, um, 
it uh you know she was really hurt by it i i felt awful about it it took me a long time to process it out and figure it out and now i just think god you dope <laughs> you know so it's really a really a, a dodo move for not any good reason no we have we have time for one more song but before we do that i, w- I would just want to ask you because you know a, a lot of people live vicariously through stars uh people who have been in the scene and and uh hanging out with you know the likes of all these people that you've mentioned that the star studded just curious guy from bellingham uh you're in the music business you're also in the down in the uh, hollywood scene is there was there ever a moment for you where it was it was almost it was surreal in a way that you were like i can't believe some a, a personal hero of her of yours that stepped in the room or you got to have a conversation with you know like on a personal level what was the moment for you where you're like i cannot believe i'm right here <laughs> well curiously i mean there have been some sort of bigger stars but for me uh you know when i when i look when i was in bellingham and i i used to get pummeled a lot as a as a kid uh, so like i said i was small so i joined washington karate association um and started study uh karate and at that time you know there was no i didn't draw some distinction between karate and kung fu well um my i mean i was kwai chan kane was you know david carradine on kung fu was like you know shaped me, prepped me for teen years, you know, right, basically. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and probably, you know, just everything about it. He was magical and wise, and he was caring, and he was, and he was good, and, and there was this art form. And it, the way that I approached that, how that went into the building of my, my social personality and, and my, what I became, how I gained confidence or whatever, was all via that. So um, I remember uh, when I was doing Dead and Breakfast, and David Carradine played Mr. Wise, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the guy in there who's who's trying to have this whole thing with the spirit so he can get the power to. to I think. Uh, I, I, I anyway. He he's uh, so getting to sit there, you know, walking in and uh, seeing him walk into the hotel, and um, after doing some shooting, we had separate scenes and whatever, and seeing him walk into the hotel and sit down and and some people were partying around the lobby and whatever, and I was I was dabbling a little bit again at the time, and and he was not. Um, so then I you know, but sitting there with with Kane, uh, David Carradine, everything that he had meant to me in my childhood, um, you know, I just uh, for for me. You know, I mean, there are a lot of other names yeah. or whatever, but for me personally, uh, that was pretty cool. I mean, that for me, it was a career high point. That's, you know? Well, and that's truly amazing, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. Let's go into this next song, Every Lie. What can you tell us about that? Uh, Every Lie, um, I had done a show for, for VH1. In, it was called Signs of Life. Um, and uh, there was a flashback. It was about a band that was, that was getting its sort of, you know, after 10 years, finally getting its chance to make it. And um, there was a flashback of 10 years previous um, that was uh, a flashback of, a, of an 80s hair band called Dungeon that I and the drummer were supposed to have been in. And it was some of that scene, shooting Dungeon, putting on the makeup and the spandex and the wigs <laughs> and whatever, was awesome. And I was like, I got done with the thing, and I looked at it, and I thought... I want to start a glam band. This is just too fun. 
<laughs> and I thought, well, who could I start a glam band with? And I thought, Derek Frigo. Uh, who was who had played for Enough's Enough. He was a buddy of mine, mm -hmm. great guitar player. And um, Every Lie was a tune that I had written in that vein. And I said, Derek, I want to start this band. And, uh, and I have the song to start it off with. And Every Lie was, uh, was our first you know, thing in that vein. And we, it set the tone for, for numerous songs that we did. We have a, a collection of the, uh, for the band we called Euphoria. Um, this is, uh, can be digitally downloaded. It was never released. And for Derek Frigo fans and for good guitar hero fans in general, uh, this is uh, the first and, and one of the best examples of that kind of guitar playing and that, that vibe. So the song is Every Lie. The band was Euphoria. Well, you didn't get the guitar solo. <laughs> they got to come download it. It's a teaser. <laughs> All oh, right. man. Brent Fraser, our guest today. He's got so much talent in him, it makes me makes me sick. I mean, this is a really talented guy. He has, uh, he's got the acting thing going, the music thing going. He's got the Makes me going. sick, too. <laughs> <laughs> you got, yeah, I mean, I don't have that much uh, creativity and so forth in my entire life, I don't think. Uh -huh. But, hey, we want to thank you so much for coming. I mean, I feel like we could talk for days, and we'd uh -huh. love to have you back in sometime. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody, check I out. I'd love to be back in. I've really enjoyed it, and I appreciate you guys bringing me in to do this. It's been a real kick. Well, it's our pleasure. Everybody, check out Albion Moonlight. Everybody, Everybody check out David uh, Brent David Frazier on Facebook. Go to his MySpace. Uh, he's all over the internet. We'll have links to him off of our site. If you Google up his name, it's on IMDb. It's everywhere. You can find him. Brent, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure to have you in, my man. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. All right, I want to thank Brent Fraser for coming in. Hey, Glenn, thanks for bringing him in. That was quite a treat. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I've gotten to know Brent fairly well over the past few months. Um, it's so funny. Uh, I, I love Facebook because we end up meeting all these incredible people, and uh, you can really thank the Northwest music scene for that because Brent had come to that page and left left a message there, and I, I went and read the message uh, and uh, listened to some of his music, and I liked it, and then I went and read his bio, and I noticed he it's was amazing. From, it is. And, but but the one thing that caught my eye was the fact that he said he was from Fairhaven um, and Southside Bellingham. And so, you know, a lot of people 
don't really call it that unless you're sort of in the know. So, <laughs> I wouldn't have known. Yeah, and Fair so Haven. That, yeah, and so that that hooked me into uh, digging a little deeper on the guy, and I listened to some of his music, and I found out we have something in common, and so I gave I gave him a, a personal message and asked him about it, and he said, "Yeah, give me a call." So uh, it was just a, a, a turned out to be a, a, a fun Gold relationship. Mine. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He's a great, very guy. very talented, amazing, and uh, hopefully we can add him to one of our shows one of these days. That would be killer. All right, man. And uh, this show was kind of done with a heavy heart. You know, we taped this on Sundays, and I know you guys are listening to this, uh, some of you, during the week. It could be Wednesday or Thursday, I'm not sure. But uh, some sad news came down today, and we're going to make it this week in music history. This is a guy. Here's a doctor of rock himself, Big Joe, with This Week in Music History. All right, this week in uh, music history, we had a passing of... Somebody who was a true idol of mine, Ronnie James Dio, died at the age 67 on Sunday. And, uh, I mean, if you don't know about Ronnie James Dio, there's, you know, I don't know where you've been. This guy was uh, in the great group Rainbow, stepped in for Ozzy, Black Sabbath, did the Heaven and Hell album, which was arguably one of the greatest metal albums of all time. Uh, had a long battle with uh, stomach cancer. You know, his solo stuff was amazing, had great musicians around him. Uh, rest in peace, Ronnie James Dio. You know, Holy Diver, this song that we're listening to right here, was like a staple of mine. Absolutely. And uh, so, a lot of sadness going on in the metal world. Whether you're, uh, whether you appreciate metal or not, whether you, uh, you know, you thought it was, you know, kind of weird or out there, you can't deny the power that was Ronnie James Dio. He's, he's the original. He was the master. He was the man, and now he's gone. So, uh, a lot of sadness for Ronnie James Dio. All right. Well, listen, it's been a great show. It's been a big show. Long show. Glenn, I really want to thank you for coming in, brother. Oh, I want to thank you for bringing me in. It's this like my third time in the man cave, and always glad to come in here. Yeah, it's your, it's, it is like your third time in, but it's your first time actually uh, co-hosting. It is. So hopefully we can have you back. You know, we'll get uh, Double D on vacation. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Yeah, let's do that for sure. <laughs> I mean, we could take one of his legs out or something. <laughs> I see you got the lead pipe behind your back right now. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, listen, folks, uh, everybody, get out there and support your local uh, music scene. Uh, I know you all have favorite bands, but branch out. Check it out. Look at the uh, Northwest Music Scene page. They have lists and posts of bands who are playing all week long. Some of them free shows, usually no more than five bucks. Get out there. Support them. And uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been the uh, Northwest Convergence Zone. Where all things come together. If you like the sound of this guitar, this is set up by Bradley Hale of Bradley's Guitars in Ballard. And... Uh, Gave me a cool little digital tuner, too. This is called Cheap Disguise. Why such a blue expression is covered by this careless hand? A hundred faces and all are me. Some are scared of darkness. Some are magical and grand. Conceal a part of me And each one has a name Excels at his own game And waits for God to move the world along Here am I, 
should I say that all the day I just go dreaming on? Hey, am I alright? I cry at night and I laugh to hide my eyes. Cause I thought I was so wise and my tears. Just another cheap disguise Oh, another cheap disguise Why such a cold confusion A sly perversion brings this pain No true ever brought light no moral courage in me change would all my sins be no guiding principles can make me clean tonight so I pray and play till dawn curse this trip I'm on with Liggy Balls that I This has been a production of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.